Oh, hey, y'all. This is part two of two with actor and producer Levi Loggins. He's also the founder of The Actor's Gym, which we discuss in part one. And if you haven't listened to part one, what are you doing? Go back. Don't be crazy. But in the second half of the interview, I just wanted to clear up. We've uh, His company has pivoted a little bit um, because things are you know starting to open back up and the group's getting bigger. So if you're interested in joining the Actors Gym from anywhere in the world, they are currently scheduling auditions. Uh, and that will be for in the future. Not sure exactly what those dates are. But you can email Levi directly for more information to answer questions, set up an audition, etc. His email is Levi underscore logins at iCloud.com. That's L-E-V-I underscore L-O-G-G-I-N-S at iCloud.com. And he can answer any of your questions there. There's possibly going to be some pivoting and shifting when the pandemic is over. We're so close. We're so close. But you can be a member of this group from anywhere in the world. You do not have to be based out of Los Angeles to participate. Obviously, I am not currently in LA and I'm participating. But they are going to you know, explore what this company looks like as it has continued to grow. So yay, Levi. Keep it going. And yeah, enjoy the second half of this interview. Let's get on with this show, baby. That's so unfortunate, too, that you were your own advocate, but you also had to be your own protector, but you also had to protect the customers. But that is that is the absolute definition of toxic. So you are correct. And after that, I had to protect my my servers because I became um, a supervising server, a head server fairly quickly. And, you know, just the way I am, I was like, I need to make sure that my servers are being treated the way they should be. And even at that point, I took the baristas, the baristas under my wing as well in the same way. I was like, I need to make sure everyone is you know, okay, because obviously the management is not doing a very good job with that. Oh, and I don't know how you have the bandwidth to then pursue art if you're working at a job that's that toxic. I mean, and dealing with customers who are inconsistent and can be lovely, but can also be absolute garbage to to have the bandwidth to pursue anything else is virtually impossible. Even if you're only working three days. I'm going to be honest with you. I can count the amount of nice customers I had on maybe like one hand. Ugh. At this location. It was one of those places. Well, that area is, yeah, yeah. we've had other people on. Shout out to Sean Polofsky. We've had other people on that have worked in that area. And that's a, that's a real specific crowd. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, it's, it was the Americana. So you get not even just the people who frequent, you know, downtown Glendale, but you get all sorts of people that frequent there. It's not even Um, the locals. It's the, it's whomever. Yeah. yeah, Like, and also you're spending whatever Angelinos that are coming to that specific mall location have a grip of cash because apart from going across the street to the mall side of it, when you're in that zone where all that stuff is, it, it ain't cheap. So it attracts a real specific type of person. Yeah. And then we also had, I don't know how many people know this, but if you walk in the Americana and you look up, it's all housing. It's all apartments. Yeah, yeah. And it's luxury apartment housing, uh, <sighs> or whatever that means, you know. Uh, <laughs> Just expensive for mommy and daddy have, to pay for you. Yeah, so you'd have a lot of really bougie, rude people mm-hmm. coming in every mm-hmm. morning. You know, our regulars were were those people that lived there, and they, they weren't always the nicest. I will tell you, though, that one of the nicest customers I've ever had, I don't know if you would know her, but I know several people she's in the zeitgeist right now because her show just made it back on Netflix for the first time is uh, Jeanette McCurdy was actually one of the nicest people I've ever had to wait on because she's so introverted. <laughs> she was on a, a Nickelodeon show, uh, maybe like 10 years back. Oh, I love that. I, I love, and she I, was so sweet. 
I love hearing stories of nice, nice interactions. We're not at that part, though, so let's keep bitching. Okay, what's the weirdest thing you've been asked to do whilst you were on the clock? Oh, Jesus, a lot of weird things. Um, Tell us. Oh, my God. I mean, I was told, <laughs> I was paid to be in a picture with people. You're handsome. Drunk party. Is that not enough to confirm <laughs> I mean, it? Don't fight me on this. You're a good-looking not, dude. Not, <laughs> not like that, but... The, yes, I had like this that. party of swingers when I was working in, okay, um, <laughs> in New York. Here we go. And we going in. <laughs> <laughs> and you could tell too. I mean, they weren't putting their keys in a bowl in the middle of the table, but it was this big party of like <laughs> 20, 20 people, twenty couples, <laughs> and uh, they were all obviously meeting for the first time. And you know, they were really touchy and flirty with each other. They're getting really drunk. And by the end of it, while they were waiting to like go to their next location, I guess they were waiting on their whole party. They came up to me and. <laughs> ended up like paying me for me to be in a photo with them, which I thought was funny. Hell yeah. Um, We had another time where we had someone call in and say that Adele was going to be coming in. So they were making a reservation for her and they went through the whole process of like, you know, a a celebrity reservation and you know, all all that comes with that. And uh, (laughs) we, when it comes to it later the night, it was just some guy and his girlfriend that was named Adele, who is this Instagram model, I guess. So I guess they weren't lying where they're like, yeah, Adele is going to be there. This wasn't the Adele we were expecting. I fucking hate everything. I want to light my own fucking face on fire. Like I can't, I can't deal with everything right now. What was a celebrity like hosting reservation? Would it, would it go to a different like file on the computer or was there some way to like indicate? It would go on a, they would talk longer on the phone to try and verify that it was, you know, who they were talking about, <laughs> just a prank or anything. And, She's like, I'll just have a British accent. I'm Adele now. <laughs> yeah, it didn't really work. I don't know what they're <laughs> expecting. I mean, the manager that that spearheaded all of that situation, she actually was fired like a few months later for uh, sharing Coke at the holiday party. As you do. <laughs> As you do. That's how generous. Which, by the way, if, if you go to get... Um, I don't know how it's going to be after the pandemic, probably the exact same. But if you go to dine in New York City, just expect that your servers are all going to be high off on Coke. What? That's just how it works. That's so rare. That's just how it works. <laughs> That's not at all oh how it is God, in L.A. No. <laughs> no one does that there. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, God. <laughs> but it's again, so... as I will go to my grave saying, if you hate customer service, who needs that much of an upper? Short of doing the job, similar <laughs> at the comedy store where you got to run around and be crazy. Like, who's doing lines of blow at their customer service job? Like, ready to fucking go. Like, don't you want to oh. be out dancing or doing literally anything but burning your nose apart for your job no thanks yep not that good okay for more weird stuff though is there other things you can think of that you've been asked to do because that's this is a good list i mean like i said before i think i touched on i was invited to like go join people at their homes for extracurricular activities but that Um, but you got a busted face but you're ugly okay levi okay I had, I had that. And then I also had, um, trying to think, I've had all sorts of weird, weird recommendations. I mean, obviously like the, um, or, or weird asks from me, What's up? Uh, but mostly, mostly here it was about the way food was prepared in Los Angeles. It's mostly about that. So like, can I get avocado toast without the bread or, you know, weird, just weird, weird shit. I had this one girl that was like, I'm on Lent, so I can't have any bread. I was like, okay, fine. So I, t- I told her what everything was, and she ended up getting a muffin. 
Come on, dumb bitch. God doesn't care that much. So. <laughs> okay. Also, Lent is usually meat. So she she was just everybody's eating disorders. I will say that got really that gets old in LA of like, just say you have disordered eating, which is sad and, and really difficult to deal with. And I can honor the shit out of that. But don't lie to me about a fake allergy or a fake whatever. Just be like, hey, I struggle with food stuff. Uh, work with me. I would spend an hour at your table. But the lying yeah. and the hoop jumping and the whatever, like I can't deal the with lying- it is what gets me me too it, it leads to them not being consistent and it makes my job harder correct because if i if you tell me you can't have gluten i'm someone who can't have gluten same i don't have celiacs but i have a huge intolerance same you know 100 percent. i same. have i have literally like i get i have certain parts of my body that end up in searing pain if i yep. have you know bread I, I last time i had a piece a slice of bread just to see what would happen that was like a week ago. I, I threw up halfway through the slice of bread. So you can't make that up. No. Um, so you and I so could be I sensitive that. to that. Yeah, we can honor that. And I get it. I'm like, I will do that. But if you tell me you're gluten free and then you get mad at me at the end of the meal because I am telling you that our chocolate lava cake is not gluten free. So I don't recommend it. And then you get it anyway and get mad at me because I tried to tell you not to. You know, it's the inconsistency that makes my job harder. Agreed. Agreed. That would make me, it does make me homicidal. What is the scariest thing since you said, I've never asked this before, but since you have some weird things that you said maybe trailed off, did you ever have a scary incident where you were, I mean, obviously the the gun situation, but I mean, something that you were asked to do that you were like, Ooh, this was scary or this could have gone off the rails or a situation that you maybe avoided because you were thinking, you know what, this, this is, I'm reading the room here and something's off. Yeah. I mean, I broke up a lot of fights when I first worked here in, in Los Angeles. I, I was working for under at the minimum French be- sushi place. Wait, wait, at the French no. bread place? Okay. Okay. Sorry. Keep going. Where different, was it? Di- <laughs> different place. Okay. Um, at least over there, they pretended like they were high class enough to not Word. get into a fight. Word. Um, but no, I worked at a sushi place when I first moved to, New- to Los Angeles because that was, you know, it, it was hard finding a job Yeah, um, in right. general when you first moved to a new place. So I worked at a, a sushi place for under minimum wage for like 14, not 14, that's ridiculous, 12, 10 to 12 hours a day. Oof. I would slip my shifts. And so I, I only did that for about like four or five months until I was able to finally, you know, find, find a different job. But I had to break up a lot of fights there. There were a lot of really, I was one of the only men that worked there. And a lot of the women that worked there were um, uh, Asian immigrant women who were being paid under the table because they didn't have their visas or green cards or anything settled. Right? It makes them so fucking vulnerable. It makes me fuck like good. I'm glad they got work, but you exploit the shit out of those people. Exactly. And and they were always in like actual jeopardy a lot of the time. And I think it's because. You know, it's not like they go advertising like, hey, look, I'm, I'm undocumented. I, I need this job to survive, like actually. But people would take advantage of them a lot. And I know a lot of like really big guys would get really when they would get really upset, they'd start, you know, grabbing their arms and Jesus yelling at them and all this kind of stuff. So obviously you step in and stop that because I'm like, OK, I've never been one to be afraid to. I guess get into a fight because I'm not going to fight back. I'm going to let you beat the living shit out of me. And then I'll see you in court. Mm. Like that's my smart. That's That's a smarter play. And so, and also uh, I always joke around with people. I'm like, I'm also gay on top of everything. So you committed a hate crime, buddy. So uh, a little bit more money in my pocket. Oh, come on, Levi. (laughs) Come on with the hot fags. Good for you. Yeah, Yeah. So I guess that would be scary is getting in between, like literally wrenching big, 
gross men's hands off of, you know, tiny Japanese women oh, um, God in is, is a little scary because you don't really know what's going to happen. But, but nothing, nothing actually like went down physically to me. Um, but wait, Levi, so who, who's getting that fucking hot over raw fish? What were they mad well, about? Well, let me tell you this. I'm, I'm sure you've experienced this at some point. Gratuity was automatically added. Oh yeah. Okay. And a lot of people for some reason don't know that that's a thing that exists and they think we're trying to take advantage of them, especially a cheap little hole in the wall sushi place where they already, and it's a racist thought that they think they're going to be gypped on every little thing, you know, because it's an Asian restaurant. So that was, that was the majority of it. And I think that's why people felt like they had a free pass to like be really violent and, and loud and everything is because they, they feel like it, it boils down to just Asian racism, really. Jesus and I, I saw a lot of that there. You get to act feloniously because you are a dick. That's great. Mm-hmm. I hope. Did you ever call the cops? Were the cops? Not at that job because I was able to pretty much handle it all myself before I got to the point where I thought I had to call the cops. But I have called security at the Americana plenty of times. Just for, for well, if they were more high class, what were they doing differently? Well, I mean, like I said, there, there's some people that come through that... Um, they just get banned from the store for one reason or another. Ah. Uh, they get banned from the whole mall for one reason or another. Rich people like to steal, which gets you banned from anywhere. Isn't that bonkers? Um, it is actually bonkers to me how many rich people steal. I can kind of bad. I can kind of get it because if you have all the money to do whatever you want in the world, you're going to get bored. So <laughs> that's something I... you can't really buy is the thrill of breaking the law. It's scary to me that you understand this mentality, Levi, but now our listeners also understand it. So well done explaining that. Okay, good. Well, so I, I can sort of see it, but okay. you know, that doesn't give you an excuse to do it. Word. And also the amount of, you know, homeless and drugged out and drunk people that would just make their way through the mall too is like I said, I mean, I had this one homeless woman that constantly would come up to my tables and take the glass, salt and pepper shakers and throw them at people's heads. Jesus. So uh, I had to call security a lot for that. Okay. What's an incident that, and I doubt you have any of these, but what's an incident that would make uh, a customer ask to speak to your manager? Was there ever Mm. one? I did. I had a lot of those. Really? Um, Because like I said, I'm not a good server. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you, I have, you know, I I am, but I'm not. I'm I'm a good server when it comes to the fact of like being able to take control of situations Mm. and knowing when to say no. You know, sure. which okay. is important. And I feel like a lot of your customers actually respect that when you do that. Yeah, that's um, right. And you end up just getting along better anyway. Yeah. Uh, but but the people that don't, the really entitled people um, used to ask for them all the time. And by the point that I was not that I would get in arguments with people, but when I say like, no, we don't have that. Try this instead or, you know, whatever uh, the situation may be. They get mad and I go, well, I want to speak to your manager, blah, blah, blah. But the point I was, you know, already promoted i was able to throw the card it's like i am the manager boom so, suck my dick what would you like <laughs> yeah what, what what would you like to tell me more? <laughs> would you yeah. like to repeat yourself to the manager <laughs> i yeah. love it so i would you know that i would i would get the manager called on me quite quite a bit but you know even when i wasn't a supervisor in any of my positions i had such good rapport with all of my bosses and managers and whatever that it was never a situation of levi what did you do wrong Sure. Um, it was always like, how crazy is this person? Oof. You know, me, me preparing the manager for yeah. the person they're going out to. I will say that the first time I got ri- <laughs> the first time I got written up at a customer service job was at La Pan Quotidian. And it was one of my first months working there. And 
it was Easter and, you know, ticket times were like an hour and a half and every seat was filled and people were pissed, right? Because they're bringing their families they don't want to be around. Um, <laughs> That's your I, fault. I walked up, I clocked <laughs> in, I ran food that wasn't mine, dropped it off at a table and the person got really outrageously mad at me. They must have been in the middle of arguing with their server, you know, so they picked up the argument right where they left off with me. And I was like, okay. So I don't really deal with that. I kind of just separate <laughs> myself from the situation. I'm like, okay, what's the problem? And I figure out what it is and I leave as soon as I figure it out so I can go fix it. So I ran back to the window and took the omelet to the, to the, you know, the, the kitchen and told him how to change it. And my manager at the time asked me, oh, what happened? And when I talk, I talk with my hands, right? Sure. And so I was telling her what was going on and what the customer was talking about. And I, I, I don't think I was having an attitude or mocking anyone, but the customer could see me. And they thought I was mocking her. Oh, fuck and off. So, yeah, they, they were, they, you know, they already pissed. They had to blame someone for being mad. And I just happened to be that person. And they wrote to corporate, blah, 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 whatever. So it's not like my manager was pissed at me or thought I was in the wrong, but someone had to be written up. And it was either my manager or me. Well, there you go. Fuck off. So they chose, they chose me. Of course. Ugh, that's so gross. This place sounds amazing. I'm really sorry that they're bankrupt. <laughs> Okay, what's the last straw that got you out of? I mean, obviously, COVID got you out of this job most recently, but was there a last straw that got you out of the burger and lobster place? Or was there a last straw at any of the retail jobs? Obviously, the shampoo job you lost in disgrace to women with tits, but, you know, it happens Uh sometimes. So um, what what Um, is the... I said tits. That's No, I've I've never been... I've never... Actually, no, there was. I worked at the Olive Garden for like a week and a half. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, Luke. Yeah. And have, have you have you talked to anyone who's worked at any Darden location? Um, yes. And yep. she I had to edit the episode. I can't say her name, but I had to edit it down a lot because she was afraid they were going to come for her because she had such a terrible time. <laughs> so uh, so <laughs> yes, I have. But she told very tiny stories that actually aired and told a hell of a lot more that didn't. <laughs> I was only there for a week and a half, so I can only tell you so much. But the way that Darden <laughs> runs their their restaurants, I think they own like some steakhouse franchise. They own Red Lobster and they own the Olive Garden. Mm-hmm. Their their training and everything is really bad. The way that they do the the um, their rules are weird. Like you must. I forgot exactly how it worked, but a certain percentage of your paycheck had to be rounded up, given and basically given to the poorest person who worked there. What that the managers decided of? Yeah, wait, wait, weird. what? They stole your money? A certain percentage of it, and it's not like it was required, but they made it look like it was, and they made you feel like a shit person for not doing it. They had a whole video training on it, and everything. How do they decide basically who what, the most impoverished person is there, and why don't they, as corporate, just pay that person more? That's fucking. I, that has to be illegal. Yeah, I, I'm not sure really how it works. Okay. But, you know, they would show us like sob stories of like Linda lost her house in Hurricane Katrina. And so this program helped her, you know, get her kids through school or something. But, it, you know, obviously it doesn't work that perfectly or uh-uh. like that at all. But it was something like you round you round out your paycheck in a certain amount to where, you know, sort of like those roundup apps. Yep, I got you. Where yeah, you yeah. spend 79 cents and rounds up to the dollar, dollar. and saves the rest. Mm-hmm. It was similar to that in a way, and the money would go to you know, however they decide who it goes to. I wasn't there long enough to see uh, how they exactly. So see Linda get that. her house back, okay? But but you know that was that was immediately just a pretty toxic environment anyway. I mean, it's 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 nuts to me how how conservative and blatantly you know racist and homophobic people. Mm-hmm feel free enough to be even in a city like Los Angeles. Isn't it shocking? And especially in customer service. Yes. 
and feel entitled to be that way. Like not at it's all embarrassed. Complex, I think. Yeah. yeah. And it, this was, the, yeah, this is not a new phenomenon. This is, yeah, it is a God complex. It's a, it's a power situation where it's why like someone throwing a milkshake at a McDonald's employee, not that McDonald's employees are below anybody at any point. That is one of the fucking hardest jobs on the planet. No question. But mm-hmm. that is a minimum wage position in theory. And if you're throwing a, a milkshake, like I ordered a Sprite, this is or what it's like, Bro, you're at a McDonald's. You paid five dollars <laughs> for the whole. You paid five dollars for a full ass meal that's probably six thousand of your calories, <laughs> and you're throwing shit. Like, what are you? Sir, this is a Wendy's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but, it, but it's not even like it's not even just the customers. Like bad customers, I can deal with. You know, no matter what. I, I grew up leave. with my mom going to school in uh, behavior impaired education, so she deals bless with her. kids before they go to juvie. Right. Oh, bless her. Um, so I'm, I'm used to people acting out. I'm okay with that. It really doesn't phase me. But the managers acting that way is what really gets me. I already have a problem with authority. <laughs> Levi, tell <laughs> so, on himself. <laughs> yeah, no, I, re- I really have a problem with authority anyway, which, you know, that's my personal issue uh, that gets in the way. But, you know, I, I, I get really upset when managers have that God complex. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've seen a lot of conservative hate and, uh, just not not good things come from managers to to employees because they feel like you know they're safe in their position and they can do whatever they want because this this olive garden is their their little kingdom you know did you experience direct different treatment because of your sexuality or because of really yeah can- yeah I had a I actually God, I'm a I sound like such a terrible person no, I you campaigned don't. a whole HR uh, what would you call it scenario or or movement or whatever to get a certain manager fired for treating me and the other gay servers poorly because we were because we were gay and he did end up getting fired not for that i don't think no he wasn't it was one of those situations where they're like you either need to quit today or we're firing you tomorrow it was a paperwork thing that they gave him so he didn't get fired for you know blatant homophobia or anything which was the case but um, I guess they threw a little mercy on him because uh, so he could get unemployment or, you know, however that works. What, OK, so I just want to backtrack. So, uh, I mean, first of all, you're not a terrible person for wanting someone who's a piece of shit to have consequences. Like, like, a, like a fire starter, I guess. <laughs> no, I, I mean, but but it makes me crazy when it's like you're the victim is meant to be the one that's like, oh, I you know, I don't want there to be consequences. Fuck that. He should lose his job. Anyway, that's my own tangent issue. But and I mean, I didn't care that he lost his job you wanted consequences working this position yeah if you're going to be that way yeah you know it was just it wasn't great and for me i can you know i can take care of myself it's Mm -hmm. fine if someone's being homophobic to me i can usually you know sound it out and take care of it and you know in my head and you know uh, sort them out myself i'm fine with that i'm okay fighting that battle if i need to um but it was it was the way he was treating my other servers my, my other gay male servers that really was pissing me off and it just wasn't okay. I mean, and it wasn't like they were young gay men either. I mean, one of them was uh, in his like mid twenties and the other one was in his forties. And so can you make a, can you give an example? Cause I, f- I feel like this stuff gets overlooked a lot and I don't want, you know, this is, I, I still want to have fun, but yeah. I do want to hammer this home. Can you give an example of, of something whether, and maybe even, I mean, macro is pretty obvious or aggressive, but micro were there, was it micro the, the way he was being aggressive or was yeah. it, it was both, oh, of course, it was both. Um, so basically how it worked was when, when I was working at the Pan Quotidian, I opened up their Toluca Lake 
location as for a few months as a head server, right? Oh, so, so this I wasn't Olive Garden. Team. Sorry, I got confused. This no. is this is no, no, no. okay. Okay, keep going. Yeah, this 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 whole thing happened at La Punk Quotidian. Okay, and so I worked at the Glendale location, the Americana one, and then they asked me if I could go be head server at the one that they're going to open up, right? So. Uh, in Toluca Lake. So I decided to do that. It's a really cute location. It's really small and cute. And my, my serving staff was amazing there. However, the manager that they put there, this was the homophobic guy. And and he had a lot of issues and stuff like that other than this. But this was, you know, the the, the fight I was fighting at that point. You know, it's it's weird to explain this. And I'm running into this a little bit with uh, auditions I'm, I'm running right now for uh, the actor's gym in a weird way. But for some reason, straight men like to mansplain to gay men. Yes, as well. they fucking do it. How irritating is it to be mansplained to? And it's a weird <sighs> experience because it's obviously different than when a woman is mansplained to. And also, you, I don't always catch it because I don't expect that to happen to me because I'm a man as well. But, you know, it, it, it happens. So he would do that a lot. And, you know, I was I, I was a supervising role. So I know what I'm doing. I was brought over here for a reason and, you know, I, I can do my job and I can take care of my servers and everything. He would always try to mansplain how I should do my job and, you know, more than a manager should. And uh, everything I did was, you know, wrong unless he could correct something. Right. Uh, even in the point where, you know, when anyone gets mansplained to, you could repeat back the exact thing they told you but it's not quite right because it needs to come out of their mouth. You know what I mean? It's so fucking true. Ugh. Yeah. And so it was that, that, that was a lot of microaggression. He did a lot, you know, he wouldn't, he, he wouldn't schedule my, uh, my gay servers a lot uh, when they were there and they were, they were good servers too. And uh, when they were there, he would just treat them, you know, like lower class citizens. And I remember one day, this is when I actually started talking to HR and trying to get him fired. I was successful in that, thank God. But I went up and we were in the middle of a lunch rush and I took a plate from a table because they said, oh, we didn't want eggs on this. I'm like, okay, don't worry about it. I'll take it back to the kitchen. We'll get you home. I go back there and he's really upset because he didn't want any, uh, what, what do you call them? I forget at this point. He didn't want me to put in the computer that we wasted a whole thing. Right? Oh, any mods or any like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Voids. He didn't want it to look bad on him basically. Sure. And so I'm back here. I'm like, I'm, what do you want me to do? You know, it's like, this. Is, there's only so many things you can do. And, you know, I, I have to do my job. And so I go back there, I talk to the kitchen, everything. He snatches this plate out of my hand, this ceramic, really heavy plate and throws it right past my face at the wall. And the food goes everywhere. The plate chatters. And at that point I was like, I'm off the clock. So Good, I for you, around, Good for you. I walked to the back and I called my old manager to tell him what was up. And I was like, this just happened. What do I do? You know, like, what am I supposed to do? Obviously, I was pissed, which is why I called, you know, someone else and was like, how do I handle this properly? I know how Levi would handle it, but <laughs> as someone who wants to keep their job with this company at this point, how do I handle this? What do I do? Yeah. And so, you know, I went through all of that, but, you know, that, that was pretty crazy. I would think. <laughs> yeah, that's that wins. Uh, and I know he wouldn't do that to a straight guy. So that's what you I was going to say. What's interesting is that I think oftentimes people conflate gay men and women and say like, oh, it's like, hey, girl, like gay men are women. And I find that to be pejorative and a backwards sort of that's a whole different podcast thing. Uh, pejorative, And it's mean to both sides, really. But it's it's so dehumanizing. And I think that that manifests itself with gay men often with the, oh, you, I will treat you as I would treat a woman or I will. Yeah. And that's a problem because the way they would treat a woman is already bad because Correct. they already think that 
women are second class citizens as well. Because of our tiny big. brains. Just um, but I, I want to get this out before I forget it. Yeah. But I, I do remember because this is something that I've seen in multiple places and it's it's not okay. If, if you're, you know, if you work in the service industry and you see this happening, don't, don't ignore it because it's not okay. But I remember when I would be talking to, you know, other queer employees or even people of color, we sort of have our own, as minorities, we sort of, especially gay men, we sort of have our own lexicon, our own vocabulary that we speak in, mm-hmm. you know, whether, you know, I mean, a good example is people who watch Drag Race. We, we have our yeah. own like huge vocabulary of, you know, ball culture words and, and phrases and things. That's just how we speak to each other. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even the way that I would speak to, you know, him, a conservative, conservative guy and uh, the, my, my servers of color is different the way I would talk to them. I'm, I'm more chilled and, you know, I, I, I'm talking to them as people. Whereas him, I, I'm talking to him with you know, a, a lot more respect than he actually deserved. But um, <laughs> I, I, re- I remember this. He would get very irritated and shut down any conversation that didn't make him feel comfortable. Fuck and off. so if you're throwing around like, hey, girl, or, you know, talking about, you know, I remember one time I was joking around with this one server about the church he went to because it was one of those, you know, Episcopal churches, the, the the black congregation that gets up and, you know, is real loud because I, I've dated quite a few people that have that same experience. So I sort of have that in my, my zeitgeist. I, I know how to talk about that and what, what, they're, what they're talking about. I have experience in that. And so I was just having a normal conversation and you know, any, anytime you become animated in a way that makes them uncomfortable or effeminate or anything, they, they get uncomfortable and get you in trouble for something to get you to shut up. Wow. So uh, th- that, that's a very real example of homophobia and prejudice in, in the workplace as well. Yeah, that if you were to confront them on, because it's it's sort of su- subconscious and silent, it's a, it's a way to silence someone, they would never, they would just never know. They were like, well, I didn't say the N-word. I didn't say the F-A exactly. word. Like, I didn't say these. You, you can't really write on an HR report he got me in trouble for something else, but really he was uncomfortable that I called, you know, my, my server sis. And this is, this is why this is so the, the discussion is evolving and it's, and it's very real, but it's why like, as a, oh, I could go off. I could go off. That's not what this is. I want to say so many things I'm not going uh, to, but I honor what you just said. And I totally think it was amazing what you did. And yeah, don't, you know, don't, we, we silently accept a lot of things, especially in entertainment mm-hmm. and especially in Los Angeles, because we're told if you speak up, it'll end your career. And there are examples yeah. of that. So we're just like, okay, well, I'm just going to sit here and silently take it. And it makes you complicit in the abuse. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, I agree with you. I have to breathe. Okay, so have you ever told a customer to fuck off? No, but I did have a speech for when I wanted to. Yes, can you do it? <laughs> please, please, please. Do you remember it? Um, oh, God, if I can remember it. Uh, I'll, I'll set up the scene real quick. I had these two older women come in and everything I brought in was wrong. You know, even, <sighs> even if it's exactly what they ordered, it was wrong. Um, mm-hmm. And they were they were just more and more exaggerating it and, you know, being dramatic and upset because, you know, they just walked in wanting to be upset. It was sort of a sport for them. Mm -hmm. And so I looked at them and my speech, I've had to use it a couple of times, would be along the lines of like, I no longer am going to be your server. I don't feel comfortable being your server and I don't feel comfortable taking care of you tonight. So I will change over to this person. I have updated them on all the information on your meal. If you would like, I can bring over another manager for you to speak to. However, that will not be me. So I hope you have a great night but I will not be joining you for the rest of your meal. And then I move on. And That's a lovely ass speech. It's really sweet. 
That's not even I mean, a fun. It really thought. pissed off a lot of people. I thought this was all in your head. You actually gave this speech to people? I tell them, yeah. Fuck yes, Levi. I thought you were just being like, this is my ideal scenario. I love that you fucking no. told people this. I, I tell I, I used to tell people, not all the time, but when that would happen, I, I've probably given that speech a, a good like 10 times in, in my, my years oh, as, in customer yeah. service. And, it, you know, it doesn't have to be limited to restaurant work. But, you know, if, if I'm being mistreated and abused as a customer service employee, I don't there's no reason why I should be going through that. You know, Absolutely. There's, there's no good excuse to be abused by anyone, regardless Facts. of the situation. Facts. And uh, even if it's temporary, you know, even yeah. if it's only going to last like an hour for their meal, I don't have to sit through an hour of, of that. No. Their $5 tip is not worth it for me. Hell, their $100 tip isn't worth it. Fuck you. Yeah, no. And so I would give them that speech and I would find another, you know, I would do my job and I would try my best not to get, you know, caught up and angry in it. And, you know, that's just what's good for your mind and your, you know, right. your mental health and everything. And I never, the interesting thing was I was totally ready to get in trouble by my managers and stuff like that, but never once was I reprimanded for that. But and the, I think it's because I dealt with it in such a professional way. A hundred percent. And legally there wasn't anything you could argue with. Right. And, and legally, like they couldn't say to you, you're, you, if they were to look at you and say you were uncomfortable and they were treating you poorly and you needed to stay in that situation, they get sued to, to hell. I mean, fuck them. Yeah. Like that's, yeah, you handled that really well. That's a great speech. Exactly. I think, I, I think you'll be asking this later on, but I, I can elaborate more on it later. But I, I think the biggest piece of advice I can give for people that, that are working, especially in a restaurant as a server or a, a, any customer service position you can't make decisions based off of the fear of losing your job. Ooh, come on, Levi. Come on, Levi. Yeah. But that's true for fucking acting. That's true for mm-hmm. for lawyering. That's true for doctoring. That's true for, uh, ooh, come on. So just don't make decisions. Mm, I love it. Yeah. Okay, we will get there. Okay, uh, how many bodily fluids have been on your person whilst you were on the clock? <laughs> um. I've had little kids like sneeze on me and stuff, Sure, but that's pretty tame. Mm-hmm. I made it a, a hard and fast rule for myself in any customer service job. I was like, I don't get paid enough to clean up bodily fluids. So if it's piss, shit, or vomit, I don't do it. So I, I have straight up told managers before, I do not do this. I've said that in interviews too, when they ask about it. Good for you. Be um, transparent. I say, no, I don't do that. You don't have to hire me if that's a make it or break it, but I don't do that. I had one person tell me, run up to me one time at a job and tell me that uh, I had to go take out the trash because someone left their adult diaper, which was already used in the in the trash in the bathroom. And oh. I told him, I was like, nope, I don't do that. Good for you. Do you tip? Of course. Oh, oh wait, real quick. Wait, yes. I have to go back. Has anyone ever barfed on you? I ask everyone this. Have you ever been barfed on? Um, I don't think so. Okay, we'll skip it. <laughs> I really don't think so. <laughs> Lucky you. Do you tip? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yes. How much? At 20% minimum. Okay. What what is it? Every time, no matter what. No matter what. So baristas, everybody? I was just about to bring that up. The only time I won't tip is, well, not not tip, but tip lower is a barista position. I really feel like they're they're not doing much because I do, you know, that sounds sounds shitty, but I I do agree. It's like, okay, you, you aren't doing much here, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't be tip at all because I'm sure your wage is low anyway. So I'll usually go down to like 15%. For a barista. Okay. But I, I always tip. That's always important. What, what I normally do, though, is I normally, I, I, I hate numbers. I'm really bad at math. <laughs> and so I just go on there. And I'm, I probably over tip a lot. But I, I don't calculate anything. I just round up to the next, you know, round number that I think is appropriate. So if my total is like, I don't know, like 20 bucks, 22 bucks, I'll round up to like 
30 or 35. Yeah, boo, that's that's a lot more than 20%. You're looking at like a 60% but, tip. That's awesome. But I'm, I'm totally fine with that because you get, and I, I really believe in this because I perpetuated it as a customer service employee and I've seen the effect of, of it from other people. If you tip a good amount and you can afford it and you can do it, then you get better service that's next right. time you come back. That's right. That's and, right. You know, I remember. used to do that all the time. I used to put in, you know, I had regulars come in that uh, the second I saw them walk in the restaurant, I already had their order in the computer in, ready yep. to go. Yep. When I bartended, I and would so do that like, a lot too. Exactly. And, you know, you get, you continue to get a good tip if you do that. Correct. And you actually start to build a relationship and care about the people too. So That's right. It's, it makes everyone's day a lot better. And, and it gives you more time to kind of just go over and talk to your table, which have now become your friends. So my job at that point is like, I look like I'm taking the time to go take their order, but really I'm just catching up with them. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a great cover. So, You're right. And so do you ever not, like, would you, is there a scenario in which you would ever just give zero a big fat goose egg? I mean, obviously if they were, you know, offensive or you sure. know, called me names or like a bully uh, to me as a customer. Has that happened? Um, I wouldn't tip. No, I haven't, but I have had servers quit halfway through <laughs> as, as a, me going to it. I remember I was da- my my college boyfriend, which I will never. This was so. Him, I'm sorry if you're hearing that. I'm still friends with him, and I don't mean to drag on him at all. But he took me to the Applebee's in Times Square for Valentine's Day. I love that place. What are you talking about? It's the cheesiest, best experience. It's the biggest Applebee's sign I've seen in my life. Do not drag him for that. And Applebee's has the fucking, has the best apps. I took him the Valentine's Day before or after that. I forgot which one it was because we would take turns on holidays. When I, when Valentine's Day was my turn, I took him to Barney's Rooftop Grill. Jesus. Well, that's different. So, <laughs> that ain't Applebee's. Right? So. Okay. But it wasn't because of us. We were, you know, we were always really quiet and gracious and, you know, trying not to be an issue. But uh, he actually quit at our table because he was frustrated about all of his other tables and, and probably his manager and everyone because, you know, it was Times Square it was crazy and it was a holiday. But he came up to us and he was mid-order. And you could tell he was thinking about something else. He's probably thinking about something someone else just did. Yeah. And he just looks, he's like, I'm done. <laughs> he puts his pad down and his pen on our table, takes off his apron and just leaves. I'm dead. I love it so much. That is in my dream scenario. Like I just get pushed to the limit and I'm like, fuck this place and just leave. Oh, it God. was a very calm decision from him. And you could tell he knew he that it was the done. right decision. Yep. But he just... You could tell, like, as he was taking our order, he was just somewhere else, not paying attention at all. And then he just decided then and there, he's like, I'm done. This is it. This is the moment. <laughs> I wish I had the chutzpah to do that. That's amazing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, so there's not, okay, so we already answered that. Um, and have you ever been stiffed that you can remember? Like, not walked yeah. out on the bill, but like goose egg on the tip line? I mean, it happens all the time. It does. I, mean, I don't think you can find a server that 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 doesn't happen to. Uh, at times, has it? Have I felt like it was justified? Yeah. But, <laughs> if you're being honest. <laughs> but at other times, you know, uh, it, it's hard when you have a full party, and you know, it's it's a it's a huge. I'll give this. This is a better example of it. I once had on a morning shift. I think it was about 18 military men come in all in uniform and everything. Hello. I don't know what they were going to, but they were obviously like on their way to work or something stationed or something. I don't know what it was. Mm-hmm. They all wanted separate checks. Oh, fuck off. 18 of them. No, 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 and, no, ma'am. And so I, my manager at that time said, do it. So I went ahead. I took the time. I took care of all of them really well. 
and uh, got goose egged by all of them. Fuck all the way off. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it happens. It's, it's true. I, I mean, I made a lot of money there regardless. So, I, you know, I, I couldn't have been too upset about it. But no, I would have been kind of shitty people. For yeah, that. that took the amount of time it took to separate 18 checks. No, fuck off. Yeah. And did it happen more in L.A. or more in New York that you got stiffed? Definitely more in Los Angeles. Come on. I knew you were going to say that. That's a fact. Yeah. Okay. And I think it's because if you don't have money in New York, you don't you're go not going to go try and throw it around to prove you Correct. have money. Correct. But Correct. if you're in Los Angeles, no matter how poor or rich you are, you're, you're going to try to throw around your money to look like you have more than you actually mm-hmm. do. We'd be faking it. Yeah. Gross. Okay. Yeah. Were you ever fired from a customer service job? I've never been fired. Surprisingly, God I should have been several times. Well, <laughs> look at you having angels around you, but you're very articulate. Yeah. And again, you got that mug. That pretty face is going to get you out of a lot of things. All right. <laughs> I think it's mostly just my my ability to talk my way out of that okay. situation. Well, sometime you're going to accept this compliment. Worst customer you've ever had to deal with? Worst one. Yeah. Raven Simone. Fuck off. You're going to name it. I'm into this. Go, go, go. Tell Raven us. Simone. Wait, why? Raven Simone. I was a, I was actually just a host at this point, but what she did was ridiculous. This was New York. Okay. This is at Burger okay. and Lobster. Okay. And so I was working as a host at this point and uh, I was there. It was like midday. Not a lot of people were there. It was like shift change. So half the restaurant is empty, but closed, you know, you know how yeah, that works. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm at the desk and I have my little iPad and, you know, no one's there. And this group comes up to me out of nowhere and they look really, really bad. <laughs> like they're just, you know, they look really haggard. Yeah. I, I don't know how to explain it. They've been on a like bender. Rough. Yeah. I mean, it was in the middle of the winter. All their clothes are like dirty and, and just gross and they're all bundled up. And, you know, not that you have to have it on, but they just look rough. They, they, no one was wearing like makeup or they, they, they all look like they just roll out of bed, which, Fine, pop off if that's your thing. But given the circumstance later, it was a little odd that this would happen this way. But anyway, they come up to me and three of them come up to me and they're like, hey, we have a party of like, I think it was 22 or something like that. Big, big party. And I was like, okay, that's fine. It's not that busy here right now. It's going to be maybe like a 15 minute wait, which is unheard of for, you know, a party that big, regardless of what time it is, especially this place. And they popped off immediately mad fuming and i'm like god what's going it was it was so quick of a 180 in their attitude that i was just like taken aback i was shocked i was like what did i miss something and so i told him at this point especially at that point when i was working in customer service my my go-to phrase was um hold on i will go grab my manager and we will be right back because again i was like i'm not paid enough to deal with you know this level of extreme so i grabbed my manager she went and she grabbed, she talked to them and she's like, wait, wait, so, so what's going on Levi? And I said, you know, this, I literally said, I was like, this crazy woman just like, is this just nuts? I told her she had to wait 15 minutes for a party of 22 and, and she just went off like crazy. I mean, it was like psychotic how, how quickly the, their attitude changed. Like yelling so, at you and being disparaging or yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was just shocking. It wasn't really human how, how it was. Mm. It was just weird. People's emotions don't shift that quickly off yeah. of something that small, you know? And, and, you know, regardless, they didn't even have all their party there. And this was a restaurant where, you know, it was well known. You have to have everyone there before you can be seated regardless. You know? And so anyway, my manager goes over there and talks to them like over in the foyer area. I can't really hear him. I'm not really paying attention because I just thought they're going to be turned away because, you know, and uh, the manager bolts right back to me. This was the same manager that fired for the Coke dealing <laughs> sure. bolts right back to me and tells me we're seating them we're seating them we're opening a full section we're seating them and i'm like whoa 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 what's what's going on what's happening and she looks at me and the only thing she says is it's raven simone and she bolts off to get the section ready i'm like 
Okay. So okay. I get a second look and like, okay, I guess it is. But that's weird that you would, you know, we never do that for celebrities. You know, even Jamie Lee Curtis had to wait. So we go over, I'm like, this is weird. Uh, we prepare a full section for him, full long table for him, right? Water cups, already all filled, pitchers on the table, plates, silverware, cloth napkins, everything is prepared as quickly as fucking possible. They get over to the section and sit down and they look over at the section next to them, which had a party of, you know, decently, you know, equal in size. And they were pretty much the only ones in the entire restaurant other than, you know, Raymond Simone's party. And they look over at him and they look at the manager right before they sit down and they say, no, we want their table. Fuck off. And so the the manager's like, "Uh, what? They're like, no, we want their table. We, We like theirs more. And so, Surely enough, the manager Unreal. went over to the the party that had been there in the middle of their meal, lobster meal, so lots of utensils, lots of you know things. The, on the, on the table. That manager should have been fired immediately. She made that yeah. table get up, made a move. They cleaned off the entire table and moved Raymond Simone and her party over to that. Absolutely not. The reason she wilds out like that is because it's enabled by people yeah. like that manager. Exactly. Uh, that's that's the manager's mm-hmm. issue because though that type of entitled personality exists all over the place. If you mm-hmm. embolden that, it only gets worse. Shame on her. That is yeah. so gross. So, so that was easily the worst customer I've ever had, just in like my own perspective of it. Like, sure. you can treat me like shit. You can treat a server like shit. But to treat everyone, including the other customers in there, that badly, that's pretty bad. I mean, the, the level, uh, like, I, I can't imagine a scenario in my life short of someone having a gun in my ribs where I would talk to anybody like that or do that no matter how much money I had. Who the fuck are you? Ugh. And I have a photo. I, I couldn't I couldn't help myself. I walked over and was like walked right by her table with my phone up to my ear as if I were on a phone call. That like, uh, snap photos. Good job. Because I was like, I need to I, I need to mark this moment so I never forget it. And I have this photo like way up in my iCloud account of Raven Simone just looking smug as hell in her little new, you know, table, just enjoying um, her diva life. The, the low self-esteem, low vibration personality that operates like that in the world, though, is not having a good time. So her real mm-hmm. karma is her life. That doesn't feel good on any level ever. Short yeah. of being a sociopath, and I don't think she's a sociopath. I don't know. But anyway. All right. Well, I mean, it was just nuts. On that note, we're going to move on to the good stuff. We hope you saved room for dessert. What was the nicest thing a customer has done for you whilst you were working? You know what? It, it'll be this. A few months before the pandemic, I remember I had, well, for a couple of years when I was at um, the French restaurant, I had this customer, this regular, that would always choose my section. I liked him a lot. Uh, he was just such a sweet guy, but he was so quiet. Never spoke, right? Barely ever. And uh, he always ordered like the same thing. So it was super easy. But for I, I probably had him for like a year and a half total of like he was my regular. But he never really spoke much. I was like, okay, that's fine, whatever. Uh, I still like him. Anyway, one day I went over there to his table, and he 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 mutters something in French, and I'm like, oh, I I just thought he was just throwing around a French word, you know. And uh, I for I don't know what came over me, but for some reason I responded back in in French to to see if he actually spoke it or if he was just throwing it around. And let me tell you, he was a little chatterbox in Aww. French. And he was so excited because, you know, here in Los Angeles, it, it's kind of hard to find French speakers like that. It's not as accessible as like Spanish. Sure. Um, and he was so shocked. And he looks at me and he's asking me all these questions like, 
how do you know this? How, oh. Why does your accent sound this way? Blah, 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 all this stuff. And just talking about like his, his life and his family and just all, all this stuff. He would not shut up. And I loved it. <laughs> and he was just such a sweet old man. And I, I just thought that was, I don't know why that just touched my heart so much. That I was like, I, he, he let me practice my French, which at that point was not very good, but he was so like nice and, and complimentary and just so friendly, like one of the most friendly experiences I've ever had. And it wasn't even in English. So. Uh, those stick out. That's really lovely. Yeah. That would have mattered to it's me really too. Sweet. What's the best tip you've ever gotten? Oh God. I, I was one of those people that got the, the charity tip. So I got like, I think I got $250 at Christmas for like a $20 check. And that was charity tip from the Olive Garden? Or what, what do you mean the charity tip? No, 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 not, not, not like that. I mean, like, you know how you hear those stories on the radio or, or oh, anything where, where they're like, I got yeah, they you. went out and they decided they were going to spend a lot of money on the tip for, for their server you. regardless of who it is. I, I had gotten that a couple of times. Wow. And so, yeah. And so that was one of them. I think the highest one was like 250 bucks. Bless you. That's lovely. I, I'm excited yeah. to experience that in my life. Best customer you've ever interacted with? Or what would be an example of who's the best if you can't think of a specific example? Honestly, like the thing that I value the most in in life, I think, is kindness. Same. Just any anyone who has the capacity in their heart and brain to like just value kindness mm. is really like miles ahead of everyone else for myself. So really just anyone who exhibits that. I mean, a, a lot of my regulars, it, it wasn't just a you know, they choose me situation. It was like, I choose them because if I had a regular that I really didn't care for, I would send them off to someone else. Normally I would switch sections because I had that power. <laughs> Isn't that nice? <laughs> um, so I would do that, but, um, but no, but, but kindness is always really big. So, you know, that, that, that the Swiss guy that, that was speaking to me in French, mm -hmm. he, he was great. The, uh, Oh God, I can't remember his name. It's terrible. Do you, do you watch stranger things? Ish off and on. Yeah. The guy who plays Hopper, the cop, he came in a couple times oh, and he is so sweet. Honestly, the nicest actor I've ever met. He's, you know, he had his girlfriend with him and, and he was, you know, FaceTiming his kid, his son and just being the sweetest, cutest dad. Oh, I love and that. So that stuck out. That's nice. I had, I'm going to, I'm going to risk sounding a little terrible here, but I will say if you work a serving job in Glendale, a lot of the time what you'll hear are people complaining about their Armenian customers, right? Because a lot of the time, uh, you just hear that a lot, people mm -hmm. complaining about Armenian customers. And I found out really the solve to that because I, I was a little frustrated with a lot of the Armenian customers that came in as well, but I found out it was just a cultural difference. For 100%. 100%. And I, I, I couldn't figure out how to really learn any Armenian. It's, it was pretty hard for me to Google, you know, Armenian sayings and stuff like that. I don't know why, maybe I was just being dumb, but I realized one day that a lot of, especially the older Armenians that live in Glendale also speak Russian. So ah. I picked up a little bit of Russian. And once I was able to communicate with them at like, even just a basic level, like have a nice day or thank you, or what can I get you? Just throw in just a little bit of Russian. Their demeanor was just, so they were ready to invite me like as, as a member of their family at oh. that point, it seemed. So really, it was like to get the best customer experience, you kind of have to like bring the best of you out as well. You know, I don't just that. assume that like people are terrible just because they want to be terrible. That, mm -hmm. That's the case for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but I mean, if you have something that comes off and it seems like, okay, this, this seems a little racist that everyone's complaining about, you know, Armenian customers, there has to be a reason behind it. 
Mm-hmm. And that reason was just that, you know, they, they I'm, I'm sure that at least the tables I dealt with weren't feeling like they were being valued because I'm sure they feel that hate all the time when sure. they go out sure. because people are already expecting them to be the worst. So they're already walking to a restaurant frustrated. So if you just take the time to relate to them and think about that and, you know, that, I mean, the, the, I, I don't think I would go up to a young Armenian person and start speaking Russian because I feel like that would be inappropriate. But the, the older women just loved it and the men loved it, too. So finding ways to relate to people is the ways to the, the way to get, you know, the best, uh, the best customers because because they gravitate towards you. They talk to each That's other right. and they, they send their friends to you. That's right. I literally had that. I, I had family members and friends in my section all the time that would run into each other. And I found out it was because they're like, oh, ask for this guy at the, at the restaurant. Ask for him because he's great. That's lovely, Levi. I really like that a lot. And that makes me covered in shame for all the times I was a total dick, which is often. What is the best lesson that you personally have learned from working in customer service? Definitely. I mean, it's a lesson that I feel like people relearn a lot in their lives, but work smarter, not harder. Hello. Because, because you know, you, you can work really hard and get nowhere when it comes to customer service. That's right. Uh, if you work really, really hard, you can overwork yourself, especially in like a lunch rush and just Ugh. your mental health goes down the drain. You, you just become just your life is awful and encompassed by this, this, you know, survival job for most of us. But if you learn how to work smarter, like, like what I just said, if you, you know, I could have spent my time like busting my ass and being the best server I could be for these, you know, these older Armenian people coming in, trying mm-hmm. to really make them like me. And I would have been spending way too much energy when really I just spent an afternoon learning a few Russian phrases and trying it out with them. And, and that was it. I worked smarter and everyone was more happy in the end. That's you lovely. Know. Yeah, I love and that. I also work smarter with your relationships at work too. Come like, on. I got pretty much anything I wanted because the second you got you get a new manager, the second you meet a manager, you find the most important person at your job and you become best friends with them and your life will be easy. That's right. Like they quit. Everybody claims they don't play favorites and that's not true. Like parents have a favorite no. kid. Like come on. Yeah. What's well, you answered this earlier, but if there's anything else you can think of, what's one piece of advice that you would give to customers who interact with customer service workers? Mm. Did, did I mention that earlier? What did I say? No, you yeah. you actually gave best advice. You gave advice, but I don't think it was for customers. It was Oh, yeah, earlier I was talking about, you know, you can which is another good piece of advice for people working customer service. You can't make your decisions based off of the fear of that's losing right. your job. Right. I think that's really important too. And it's hard because when you're in the middle of it, it's it's hard to think of because it's like I'm going to starve and die and, and you know, be be in such a bad position if I lose this, lose this job. Now there's a lot of us know that unemployment is a thing now, especially Hello. after pandemic. <laughs> yeah, and it is a thing that it does work. We are very privileged as a society to have that option mm-hmm. uh, to help you if you need it. There's lots of government assistance that you can do if it comes to that. But honestly, people are hiring and firing servers all the time, and it doesn't matter. You, you know, if you if you lose a job at one place, you can go ahead and get a new job in another place the next day. It doesn't matter. And if you're getting fired from a place it's usually because it's not a good fit for you either. That's not right. just that you're, you know, you're not a good fit for them. It's mutual. Take it in stride. Don't take it personally and just move on to the next place. Mm-hmm. And then would um, you, how would you tell customers to be like, is there something to get, like say a customer feels in similar to your example of Armenian, those women like kind of feeling not seen or it seemed like mm-hmm. that and that changing their whole demeanor when they felt seen. Is there something that a customer can do if they're having a shitty experience with a customer service worker? I think, just honestly be, being honest about it. If, yeah. if, if you walk into a place in a bad mood already, it's going to be obvious to your server. That's right. Just 
if you sit down and let your server know, like relate to them a little bit, hey, I'm sorry, I'm having a really bad day. I, I you know, just even if you share just that little bit, a little bit when they ask you, oh, how's your day? How are you doing? So I'm just having a really bad day. More often than not, you'll be paired with, you know, another human that has empathy. <laughs> so they'll, they'll be able to like relate with you better and be able to give you exactly what you want and need That's from right. that. Even if it's just like, I just need to vent to someone. Even if you think it's crazy, a lot of servers are pretty nosy and they'll... <laughs> Love it. It gives us something so, to do. Yeah. So so actually being honest with your servers too. It, it, don't be a dick about it. Like if you get the wrong plate, don't be like, oh, you, you, you fucked up my meal. But be like, hey, I'm sorry. I think there's a mix up. You know, more often than not, this is what servers and customer service people appreciate is if you're honest, but, you know, kind about it. That's right. And it makes our job easier. I, I don't want to continuously guess oh. like, what, how to make your experience better. Tell me how to make it good for you. And then I can do it. And everyone's more happy. It's less work for everyone. Yeah, I'm not looking to be your roadblock. I am. I want this to be smooth like butter, too, because not smooth like butter fucks my night up as well. So help me help you. <laughs> Is mm-hmm. that's right. Well, how can people get in touch with you, Levi? How how can actors audition for the actors gym? What's the commitment right. for that like? Like what info do people need to be a part of that? Sure. Yeah. Right now for the actors gym, if anyone out there is listening and wants to join and is interested in it, we are open for auditions right now. Uh, I was only gonna open them up for like a week, but I think I'm actually gonna keep them open for a couple. So regardless of where you are, as long as you can log into Zoom. You are more than welcome to join. We do have an interview audition process, and that is either via self-tape or via Zoom interview, which we do probably do those once a week for the next couple of weeks. But if you're interested in that, go ahead and send me an email at Levi underscore logins at iCloud.com. That is L-E-V-I underscore L-O-G-G-I-N-S at iCloud.com. That's my business email. Uh, you can go ahead. Just let me know. You heard about it on the podcast. And if you want to follow me, I guess, uh, yes. the only thing I'm really like active on barely is like Instagram and that's just at Levi Loggins, I think. Yeah. But, but really if, if anyone's interested in the actor's gym, it's a lot of fun, the commitment to it. You don't, you know, we offer at this point about six different scripts, uh, table reads every week. And we also offer two different book clubs, one in English, one in French. And we also offer, we're going to be offering reads in Spanish as well. So we do all of that. So if you're interested in that, go ahead and like I said just just shoot me an email at levi underscore logins at icloud.com and uh, we'll get you set up with that we, we really love having members and especially uh, international members as well so don't be afraid if you live outside of the states or somewhere weird I mean we even have people like I said from Austria and Singapore and stuff like that and, and you don't have to be a I do want to get this across you don't have to be like an actor to do it we have many members who just really love movies or they really love scripts or one thing or another, they're voice actors or, you know, they, they just want to get back into acting or it's just, you know, it's even just a hobby for them. You can, you can join regardless and it's all voluntary. So you, d- you don't have to be a part of all six scripts every week. You can join for as many as you want or you can do like once a month and that's even fine. Okay. And I'm going to say it in Spanish and then I'm going to make you say it in French. Para la gente quien habla español, en ese grupo hay un montón de recursos y guiones que existen en español y que nosotros estudiamos. Y hay gente que en el grupo quien habla español un montón mejor que yo porque estoy estudiando todavía, pero hay, un, hay mucha gente en el grupo 
grupo quien habla español del primer eh, idioma y por eso que vengan porque vamos a actuar en español y en francés pero yo no hablo nada de francés lo siento pero Levi quien es el jefe del grupo él habla perdón él habla francés muy bien y pues uh, ustedes tienen que enviar algo a Levi por correo electrónico y su, su email es Levi underscore logins at iCloud.com. Otra vez es Levi underscore logins at iCloud.com. Y él puede contestar exactamente lo que ustedes quieren saber. Y cuando existan las clases y él tiene un montón de información y aunque él no puede hablar en español, hay mucha gente en el grupo quien puede hablar. Entonces, que vengan y es muy divertido y hay un montón de recursos. So, entonces, que vengan. All right, and then can you say in French that you, you want them to come and they can email you? Oui, oui. Uh, oui, je sais. Uh, alors, uh, bonjour a tous. Uh, salut. Uh, je m'appelle uh, Liva Loggins et uh, j'ai um, un groupe uh, sur Facebook Uh, quand uh, nous uh, lisons uh, les scripts différents des films et télévisions, des émissions, et uh, 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 nous avons un uh, uh, book club aussi uh, en français et en anglais, et uh, nous avons uh, les lectures dans uh, uh, espagnol aussi. Si tu es intéressé dans uh, le groupe, uh, envoyez-moi un email à Levi underscore logins at uh, iCloud.com L-A-V-I underscore L-O-G-G-A-N-S at iCloud.com Et voilà. Très bien. Et voilà. Well, folks, we're going to drop your checks now. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to help us out here at Service from Hell, we'd love to have you subscribe, rate, and or review the show wherever you listen. It will help us reach more people that need to be schooled on the art of being kind and will be catharsis for those of us still working in the industry. If you want to get in touch with us here at Service from Hell directly, send us your receipts at servicefromhellpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Remember, if you can't afford to tip, you can't afford to go out. So don't be garbage and be good to people. It's easier that way. Hey, Levi, this was absolutely lovely. You gave me so much of your time. Thank you so much for being here and sharing all that you did. You had a million gems. And this was I'm so glad my intuition was right about you. I knew this was going to be a stellar interview with your handsome ass face. And so I'm really <laughs> grateful that you did this. And this is the first time French and or Spanish has been spoken on this podcast. So I'm super Aww. excited. And thanks for doing this. That's going to wrap it oh, up. Well, for thank us. you. I had a lot of fun. This uh, is great. I'm so glad you were here. Well, folks, thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends. Good night. Interested in helping support the growth of this podcast? Oh, thank you. You're amazing. How about joining our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash the Kate Gaffney. That's patreon.com forward slash T-H-E-K-A-T-E-G-A-F-F-N-E-Y.